0: Hello and welcome back to that show, Fuck Me Up. It is I, your host, Mariel Vizcarra. What is up, yo? I was going to start singing the Eminem song, the the guess who's back, you know? But I was like, wait, will this get censored? (laughs) Will I get sued? Will Eminem sue me if I start singing that song? So I decided against it. And I think I made the right choice because, first of all, Who the fuck wants to hear me sing, right? (laughs) This is the third episode of my podcast, That Show Fucked Me Up, and we're covering, well this season we're covering The Haunting of Hill House, my favorite show. So, I wanted to get some feedback about what other people's favorite shows are, or you know, which shows fuck them up specifically, because that's the name of the show. And this is what the show is about. So I put a poll on Instagram. And I was like, what shows fucked you up? And I got some pretty cool responses that I'm just going to go ahead and share them. I got normal people on Hulu, someone mentioned MTV scared, and he, uh, he gave the reason I skate and ride BMX. So when trying something I, I would have flashbacks. So I guess this like literally traumatized him. <laughs> i got the handmaid's sale. amazing show have y'all watched the last season oh my god i literally cried every freaking episode and not like pretty cried like i ugly sobbed and then i had trouble going to sleep because i was still so sad afterwards someone else said house md um uh, my homie Frankie said Bojack Horseman. I tried watching it, I think, when it first came out, and I couldn't get into it, but I'm going to give it another another chance. Someone said them, a show about the, a black family who moved to Compton in the 50s. I got to watch that one. I know it got a lot of critique because it's going off of, like, black trauma, but it really does look really interesting. Uh, my friend Nancy, shout out to Nancy. She said, Who killed Sarah? or mató Matos because I think it's a Spanish show. I'm not sure. Uh, someone said, Sailor Moon. Another person said, Black Mirror, Atlanta. Uh, my friend Yessie said, Skins, Handmaid's Tale, Shameless. Uh, another friend said, Shameless. My friend Alyssa said, That scary show you made me watch, uh, The Haunting of Hill House. I literally made her watch the show i sat down and watched the first two episodes with her and i was like you have to watch this this is my favorite fucking show of all time and she did and i think she really liked it she's just a little pussy so she's scared of everything uh love you yaya and she mentioned game of thrones Another people mentioned gossip girl how i met your mother um yeah those were the ones that uh people brought up so Pretty great shows in there. Um, I already kind of have an idea of what show I want to do for next season but remember all of your suggestions are welcome and before we start with this week's episode uh just a quick update so I'm working on the logo for that show fucked me up I'm doing it I upgraded my fucking Canva accounts to Canva Pro and I did use a promo code from another podcast I think I used the one from and that's why we drink uh shout out M and Christine I love your podcast but i'm struggling like i i create something and then i'm like oh this is good this is fucking amazing and then i start looking at it for a long time and afterwards i'm like this is mediocre work and i do not settle for mediocre work but it's in the process i also started uh my instagram for, for this podcast, it's called That Show F'd Me Up, and F'd is spelled E F F E D. Um, I couldn't put an asterisk as my Instagram like handle, so this is the next best thing. I like it, it's cool. So go follow that Instagram account. And without further ado, further ado, without further ado, episode number three of The Haunting of Hill House Touch. The door opens by itself in baby Theo's room and someone gets in bed with her. We see that it's a child and the child wraps their arm around Theo, uh, kind of giving her a hug. Theo says, "It's is that you Nelly? And asks if she'd had another nightmare. No one responds and Theo just lets whoever is hugging her know that she can sleep with her for the night. Whoever's hugging Theo has a strong grip on her, and Theo was like, Wow, I can tell you're really scared, Nelly. Ease up. And again, no one responds. When Theo finally gets fed up and turns around, there is no one there. Like, there was no one there in bed. And Theo just stares at her hand for a while and murmurs, Whose hand was I holding? And then the credits roll in. Adult Theo's in her office talking with one of her clients. A girl. Theo is a child psychologist, and the girl is playing with some dolls in a dollhouse and telling Theo the story of when she first saw Mr. Smiley. Theo asks what Mr. Smiley did, and the girl tells her that she stayed really still so that Mr. Smiley would not see her, but she always knows uh, he is coming when one of the stairs' uh, creaks. The girl's name is Kelsey, and Theo asks her where Mr. Smiley lives, and Kelsey puts one of the dolls under... under the dollhouse the girl gifts the doll to Theo and Theo makes contact with the girl's hand and just stares at her for a quick second we the viewers would not think anything of it but the background music uh changes and we can sense that something happened but we do not know what that is at this time Theo tells Kelsey that she and her are a lot alike and she tells her that when she was little she was scared of a lot of things Theo tells her that when she's scared, she would imagine building these huge walls around herself made of the strongest bricks in the whole world. And when she got scared, she would imagine putting another brick one after another until she knew the wall was so thick and so strong that she would be safe forever. Theo mentions, it's kids like us who have been through more than other kids. We are tougher than other kids. We are great builders. We make ourselves really safe and no one ever gets in. And Kelsey sadly responds with Mr. Smiley does. It cuts to the next scene and it's Theo talking to Kelsey's foster parents and Theo asks them about Mr. Smiley but they tell her that they're more concerned about her behavioral problems, how her grades have been failing and um, her behavioral issues started failing at the same time uh, that her comments about Mr. Uh, Smiley started. The next scene is Theo sitting at her desk and she's uh, looking through Kelsey's file and she noticed that Kelsey included a drawing of her house and she had like a drawing of Mr. Smiley inside her house we get a flashback and baby Theo is helping her dad Hugh sort through some items in Hill House they are sorting through things and most of it is trash Uh, and one item Hugh says that it's trash and then Theo lets him know that it's fancy from the outside it looks like an old box made out of wood but in the inside Hugh sees that it's a bottle of wine from 1949 so super fancy and how did Theo know this without opening the box? She just touched it. Cut to the next scene, and it's Olivia and Mrs. Dudley, and Olivia is asking Mrs. Dudley if she feels a rush of cold air in a specific part of the room. Mrs. Dudley does not feel it, and in walks Theo, and Olivia asks her the same thing. Theo agrees with her mom that it does feel cold in that specific spot, and Olivia mentions that it feels like it's sta- that she's standing in front of an open refrigerator. And then they try a, drift- a different spot, which Olivia doesn't think is cold, but Theo just lets her know that she thinks the whole house is cold. We're in present day in uh, in Shirley's kitchen and Theo's making herself a sandwich and she's complaining about uh, Shirley being out of stuff. Shirley lets her know that she can always go shopping, shopping for her stuff or get lunch delivered. Cheryl asks Theo about work and Theo expresses that today's client was tough. She mentions how this one was like a brick wall and Shirley pl- playfully says, I know the type, poking fun of Theo and all of her freaking boundaries. We get a flashback and now Look are looking at this device in the room and they don't know what it is and they ask Theo. Theo touches the device and she tells them, she tells them it's like a telephone for inside the house and it's sort of like an old-fashioned intercom system to talk, talk from one room to the next or one floor to the next. Uh, a little side story, my great-grandparents' house is pretty old, and before it got remodeled, they had an intercom system that was connected between uh, different rooms and the two floors, like one in the episode, but much modern because it was like a phone. And my mom used to say that there were ghosts in the house because the intercom system would just ring and my mom would answer, and she would be the only one in the house, and no one had been using it. I have never experienced a ghostly presence in that house, but maybe a ghost is there. I don't know. That would be really cool. Okay, but back to the episode. Theo tells them to stay put and she and Luke go to the other end of the intercommunication system. And Luke is complaining about the smell in the room and Theo touches the bed in the room they go into and she says this was a sick bed. Nellie starts calling them through the intercom system and they start talking through it and they're so cute Nellie and Luke because Nellie was like hello this is Eleanor Crane calling and she wanted Luke to say his full name and she asked him what was his favorite pudding to confirm that it was really him and then Luke answers but then Nellie is like no that's not your favorite pudding and then Luke is like no it is I changed it now this one's my favorite it's so cute and Theo you know she's all about miss being independent and just doing her own thing and she just kind of leaves into it and just stares at her at her hands as she walks away we're back to present day and Theo's with a new client and she's introducing herself and she reaches out to shake his hand and she's not wearing her gloves and then it cuts to her taking notes in the boy's file and when she puts the file away she sees a copy of the haunting of hill house book that Stephen wrote And this is a flashback, but it's not to their childhood. It's when Stephen met up with his siblings to talk about the book prior to it getting published, and he goes ahead and offers his siblings 8% of all the book's royalties. Shirley is confrontational, of course. Typical Shirley behavior. Understandable, but typical. Uh, She tells Stephen that the only reason he's offering royalties is because he feels guilty, and he says that the royalties are going to be good if the book book sells. Theo lets them know that she has not read the book because she knows other different versions. So her dad's version, Nellie's ghost stories, tabloids, etc. And when she mentions Nellie's ghost stories, Nelly's ghost stories, Theo was like, no offense, Nellie. And Nellie was obviously hurt by that comment. And Theo tells her siblings that she would rather just live her life. Shirley makes a decision for everyone. Again, such a Shirley move that they will not be taking Stephen's money, so the 8%. And she calls it blood money again and everyone kind of agrees unwillingly. Then it cuts back to Theo in present day and she throws the book in the trash. Next scene is baby Theo back in Hill House and she's dancing along to these old like dance videos. Kind of like a Jane Fonda style dance workout video. And then she sees here the doorknob to the room she's in rattle. She goes over to the door and it keeps rattling and when she goes to reach for the doorknob it's as if someone kicks the door. She kind of gets, like, startled, and she jumps back, and then she she checks under the door and does not see anyone's shadow or anyone's uh, shoes, and she ju- just yells out, you're not funny, Luke, and goes back to dancing. Present day, Theo, and she's dancing at the club by herself, again, Miss Independent. She goes to the bar and asks for water and closes out her tab, and she sees the woman she had taken home the previous time that she was at that club, and the woman waves at her, and she kind of... And she's kind of making her way towards Theo, but she kind of walks back because Theo ignores her. We get a flashback and baby Theo's drinking water and Luke is playing with some type of switch in the background and Mrs. Dudley rushes in and grabs him by the arm, asking him what he was doing. Theo steps in and very calmly asks Mrs. Dudley to let go of her brother's arm. It is a very calm, but also very stern way. And honestly, I would be scared of baby Theo. Luke tells Mrs. Dudley that he was just uh, giving his truck a ride in the dumbwaiter. And the definition for dumbwaiter in Google is a small freight elevator or lift intended to carry food. Uh, Theo asks Mrs. Dudley why she's yelling at Luke if he was just playing. And she tells Theo that a dumbwaiter is not a toy and that it's dangerous. And again, very calmly slash sternly, Theo is like, well, you could have just told him that. Mrs. Dudley agrees with Theo and walks them out of the kitchen because she needs to clean it and she's kind of guiding Theo by her shoulder. And Luke tells Mrs. Dudley that she doesn't have to be so mean and Theo corrects him. She's not mean, she's scared. Mrs. Dudley's kind of taken aback by this and she asks Theo what makes her say that. and Theo's just just looks down at Mrs. Dudley's hand, grabbing her shoulder and her and Luke just walk walk, walk away. Present day, Theo's in bed, and she's working, and taking some kind of notes about one of her clients, so Kelsey, and after a while, she just goes to bed. Next, we get a flashback, and it's Theo in the kitchen at night, and she hears a noise, and she sees Luke inside the dumbwaiter. Luke lets Theo know that he wants to take a ride in the elevator, and he convinces Theo to click on the button for him. Theo clicks the button, and instead of the dumb waiter going up, it goes down, and she keeps on clicking, but it does not change direction. When Luke reaches the bottom, uh, Luke lets Theo know that there's a room down there. And he starts to get scared, and he asks Theo to bring him back up, and then he says, there's something down here. Okay, uh, traumatizing. Then a creature that looks as if his whole body is burned uh, starts crawling towards Luke, and Luke starts screaming for help. At that moment, Olivia and Hugh get there and they manage to get the dumbwaiter to come up and get Luke out. And when Luke is out of the dumbwaiter, his nightshirt is ripped and he claims that somebody grabbed him. And Hugh just says that it must have gotten cut in the door. And Luke says that it was a monster. Theo is clearly distressed because of the situation and feels bad for scaring Luke and Olivia gets mad at her and just sends her to her room and Theo goes to sleep crying. Present day Theo is in bed and someone is removing the covers from her bed so, it, so she's sleeping at this point and then the covers are slowly being like pulled down this scene is fucking scary and when she notices that the covers are being pulled down she wakes up and when she looks down at her feet she sees like this type of monster and it's smiling so i'm assuming it's mr smiley or her idea what mr smiley looks like at the edge of her bed she wakes up and turns on the lights and then at that same moment like right after her waking up shirley then knocks at her door and then it's when Shirley informs Theo that Nellie is dead. Flashback to Nellie's wedding three years before, and Nellie's looking for her bridesmaid, Stacy, and Stephen agrees to help her to help Nellie look for her. Stephen and Nellie are looking for her, and they walk by a room, and they hear moaning. It's Stacy. Nellie and Stephen are giggling at the door, and Stacy walks out kind of embarrassed, and then they start walking well nelly starts walking away and steven just lingers and he's like i really want to see who stacy was fucking and then out walks none other than theo yes we stan a lesbian icon um Nellie and Steven are speechless at this time, and they don't really know what to say. Nellie is like, we didn't know you were into... And Theo just ends the sentence by saying bridesmaids, and they just all burst out laughing. Uh, present day, it's Shirley and Theo are sitting down, and Theo doesn't understand why Nellie went to Hill House. Shirley says her kids are going to ask about how their aunt died, and Theo says to tell them the truth, that it's better than lying or not saying anything like their dad did. Theo tells her sister what to say to her, her kids and this is in this is in quotations. You answer the questions asked. Don't elaborate. Don't offer information not requested. Just tell them that their feelings are correct and that they're safe and that it's okay to be curious and sad. Tell them you're sad too. And Shirley says, and if they ask why, and then Theo responds, tell them you don't know. No one knows. It's okay better they ask you than me so if y'all remember this is exactly like verbatim what shirley tells her show her her kids in the previous episode like she literally followed theo's instructions to the t and i had not noticed this in like the million times i've watched this show so you always learn something new and this scene theo also reveals that she's very angry and that she's glad that she does not have to answer her niece and nephews questions uh she tells shirley that Nellie should have known better because she knows what this does to a family kind of just referencing their mom's death uh, and their mom's suicide and Theo is just upset because she knew all this and Nellie still de- did it. This next scene is the same scene as uh, Shirley's episode where Shirley, Kevin, and Theo are waiting for Nellie's body to get there um, and Theo kind of can't deal with the situation so she just gets in her car and drives away. Then we get a flashback of, of Theo going into Luke's room and she compliments his drawing and she also apologizes to him for like letting him ride in the dumbwaiter. Um, And Luke tells Theo that their parents don't believe him about anything and how they're saying that Abigail is not real. So Abigail is that girl that he draws or that he draws sometimes in the blue dress and that he saw at the edge of the woods and that the basement is not real because it's not in the blueprints and they don't believe him about the creature that he saw down there and Theo just touches Luke's arm and then says that she believes him. Theo then asks Luke to pretend he was in the waiter, and she asks him about the stairs that he saw down in the basement and how far away it was so she kind of like measures it with her feet and then it cuts to Theo in the kitchen where she finds... A door in the floor that leads to where? Dun, dun 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 dun. The basement. It's real. And no one believed my boy Luke but Theo. Poor Luke. No one wanted to play with Nell or answered Adult do- Nell's call. And no one believed Luke. It, you know, just just a it's it's a twin. It's a twin thing. Uh and Theo goes down to the stair goes down the stairs and she finds the light switch and we get a 360 look of her and there's like some ominous background music and she finds this the piece of cloth from luke's pajamas and when she touches it she just says you were so scared next scene is present day theo goes to kelsey's foster home and so kelsey's the girl that uh is scared of mr smiley And uh, her foster mom lets Theo in. Theo asks about Kelsey, and they tell her that she's at school. So the foster parents are kind of confused as to why Theo is there visiting their home. Um, And Kelsey's foster dad says, I didn't realize you made a phone, like, house calls. And Theo tells them that she doesn't, but then she asks if she can see their basement. Theo goes down to the basement and walks around and feels things with her bare hands. And when she reaches the couch, she just stops and lays down. So this next scene is probably why this episode is one of my favorite. It's so powerful as Theo is laying down on the couch. She kind of starts having a panic attack, like hyperventilating, saying things like, no, no, please. And then she covers her mouth so she won't cry out. And she slowly looks up and there is some water damage in the ceiling and it looks like a scary smiley face. She very slowly walks back up with her gloves still off, still off, and she looks a complete 180 of how she looked in the basement. She's smiling and calm and she lets Kelsey's foster that and she lets Kelsey's fast foster dad know that she appreciates them letting her walk around. And then she shakes his bare hand. Theo doesn't let go for a while, and she just stares at him and he goes, What are you looking at? And she just says, Your smile. Theo is back in her car and I guess he called the police and social services and she lets them know that he will confess if they pressure him a little bit and that she has never been wrong before so there's no reason to doubt her. We get a flashback of baby Theo and Olivia and Theo showing Olivia this document that she found in the basement. Theo tells her mom that this document was hidden along with other stuff that the owners did not want to be found. Olivia asks Theo how she knows that, and Theo responds that she could just tell after touching it. And Olivia lets her know that the document is a ledger for a bootlegging operation, and she kind of, like, explains to Theo what bootlegging is, and, you know, just talks about, you know, the 1920s when you couldn't purchase alcohol because it was illegal. Olivia uh, lets Theo know that she loves, that she's so brave, but that's, That she does not like that she went down to the basement by herself. Theo lets her mom know that she just wanted to prove that Luke was right. Olivia reaches over to hold Theo's hand and uh, Theo notices that there's blood in her mom's hand. And when she looks up, the right side of Olivia's, Olivia's face is all bloody and fucked up and Olivia's eyes are glassy and Theo lets out a scream. The scream brings everything back to perspective and like back to reality and Olivia's confused as to what just happened and she just says, honey, what's wrong? Cut back to present day Theo, she's still sitting in her car and we see Kelsey's foster dad being escorted out of his house and then taken away by the police. Theo and him hold eye contact as the police car pulls away. Uh, For anyone that does not understand what just happened here, he was Mr. Smiley. Theo finally allows herself to cry as Mr. Smiley is being driven away. Finally, Theo. Finally, she lets her guard down some vulnerability. This scene is so powerful. Cuts back to uh, the flashback and Mr. Dudley and Hugh are exploring the basement. And there's just an awe that Theo found this place when it was nowhere in the plants of the house. Olivia's in the next room and she calls Theo over. Olivia asked Theo about the wine she found. So that was when, um, he and Theo were kind of looking through the stuff that the Hills had left. And she asked Theo how she found it. And she says, I just guessed. Olivia tells Theo that she gets these headaches that make her see things. And she says her mom used to have the same headaches. So like her color storms. And she says that they were both sensitive. So Olivia and her mom were both sensitive. And that if she questioned if Theo and her and her siblings were also sensitive, she Shirley, so she gives examples of like Shirley talking in her sleep and Nellie saying that the house was loud when they moved in and Theo always wearing sweaters inside because it's always cold, even though it's summer. Olivia gives, and then Olivia gives Theo her first pair of gloves and she says they will help with the cold and the other thing. So From this episode, we know what the other thing is now. And if you don't, you're not following along, so please pay attention. But it's basically how Theo, when Theo touches stuff, she kind of knows, like, the history of the thing that she's touching and also, like, the background information of, like, the person it belonged to. Theo asks Olivia if Hugh knows about them being sensitive, and she responds that he kind of has an idea but that if she has any questions theo can just ask her uh present day theo is over at steven and lee so this is pre nelly's death and steve is cutting her a check theo tells steven that he got a couple things wrong in the book such as the basement and how in the books steven wrote that luke found it but in reality you know it was theo and how she was pretty impressed about how he wrote about the night of their mom's death uh you know uh Theo just mentions like oh you were asleep for most of it so I don't you know you got really into detail about stuff that you don't know what happened you didn't know what happened Stevens changes the subject and asks Theo what she's gonna do with the money and she just says I'm gonna get a fucking phd hell fucking yeah Theo hell fucking yeah uh so right now we could just see like shirley's gonna be fucking pissed if she ever finds out because she agreed for all of them that no one was getting a cut of this blood money you know but theo was like nope i'ma get i'ma get an education that's what's up present day theo walks down to the ba- basement of shirley's house uh, where shirley's keeping Nellie's body Theo walks in and approaches Nellie's body, body slowly, and she just stares at her for a few seconds, and thus, then says, "Jesus wept." So I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure this is like a religious reference. Um, I'm assuming it means like, oh. I don't know what it means. I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. Like Jesus, Jesus wept. Jesus was sad because of your death, you know. So it's just explaining uh, Theo's feelings at this point. Theo takes off one of her gloves slowly, and then the other one, and she reaches over and touches Nelly's forehead softly, and then she leaves her hand there for a few seconds, and nothing happens. And all of a sudden, she she steps away and falls back to the floor and she lets out the most gut-wrenching scream like extreme utter pain like I'm getting emotional right now just by remembering that scene the actress that portrays Theo, oh my god, she's amazing. And let's not forget that she's Mike Flanagan's actual wife in real life. So I, I, I know he likes to cast his wife in his work, you know, because I guess that's that's his muse, which is totally understandable. She's amazing and uh, as an actress, and she's breathtakingly beautiful as well. And then the last scene, uh, Theo is drinking outside in Shirley's porch. And then Kevin, Shirley's husband, walks out. Theo tells Kevin that Shirley found his personal checkbook. Uh, and Theo tells him to come up with an excuse or something that's going to piss her off more, like, piss her off less than the truth. So he sh- she's like, oh, you know, like, say you're having an affair or, you know, like she gives examples. So this must really be fucked up if an affair is better than whatever he's his hiding. And then Theo's booty call from the bar gets there at about the same time that they're having this conversation. Theo and her go inside Theo's place and Theo's just like ready to get into it. Like she called her there for one reason and one reason only. But Trish, her name is Trish, is like, can we at least talk first? and Trish tells her that she's happy that Theo called, but then she rambles on about how last time they hooked up, it was pretty awkward, like, when uh, Theo basically kicked her <laughs> kicked her out, and then uh, how Theo completely ignored her at the club. Theo agrees with her, and then she apologizes for ignoring, and Trish tries to get Theo to talk about her day about her day and then Theo tells her that she found out that a client she was treating Kelsey a 9-year-old was getting sexually molested by her foster dad and how the foster dad folded so easily when the cops went to interrogate him but then the but then the girl goes back to the foster system so she doesn't feel like she helped at all and then she compares Kelsey to Nelly and how they both just want, needed help But no one was listening. Uh, Theo um, asks Trish if she would like to continue talking about her day or if she can just come to bed. And then Trish just walks over to her and starts kissing her. And my mistake, that was not the last scene. So Cut to a flashback to Hill House on the night of Claire's death, and Theo's running down the stairs, and she sees her dad and Luke and Nellie and the twins are scared and crying. Hugh tells Theo to get Luke and Nell to the car to get inside and lock the doors and to knock it out. Theo asks him what's happening, and then she and then he pushes them towards like the door, and then Hugh grabs Theo's shoulder, and then she gets visions of her dad's, like experiences. Um, and she starts yelling let me go don't touch me don't touch me and then it cuts to present day Theo hooking up with Trish and the last words Theo says before the episode ends is touch me and that is the end of episode three of the haunting of hill house touch as I mentioned earlier in the episode this is one of my favorite episodes of uh this show I feel like it's because it goes through Theo's development as a child and then as as uh, an adult. And Theo is a fascinating fucking character. Let's talk about her. Just the fact that she can touch things and then just see the experiences. If, it, if it's people, like, see their experiences or how they're feeling and stuff like that. Like, she was able to tell that Mrs. Dudley was scared of being in a Hill House um she was able to see her dad's experiences in that last scene and that she was so scared that she started screaming let go don't touch me don't touch me so it's like and then just like with objects as well like the freaking she was able to find the basement because she believed Luke because she was able to touch him and realize that he wasn't lying and then even with that wine bottle like she knew it was fancy and she wasn't even touching like the actual bottle, like she was touching the container that it was being kept on. Like that's freaking crazy. I really, I feel everyone's family has that one person that is sensitive as they're being called, you know. Like maybe they could see spirits or they sense stuff or, you know, just like that sixth sense. So I feel like this character is so interesting because I'm super interested by people that that are able to experience something that I am not able to. I also feel that I I talked about this on episode number two where I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm a Shirley. Like if I were to compare myself to any of these characters, I'm a Shirley. But I really fucking want to be a Theo. Like Theo is such a badass. Like she just does her own thing. She, 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 fucking went to grad school with the money that she was not supposed to take um she's just going out to the club by herself I've always wanted to do that you know just be confident and independent enough to just like oh I'm gonna go to the bar for a drink or two I'm gonna go to the club by myself and just dance and do my own thing I've always wanted to be that person but in reality I'm like a fucking mom just like Shirley sigh Another thing I noticed is um, the synchronicity between them as adults and them as sh- children, so, like, the present and past tense. In the beginning of this episode, it starts with um, Theo in bed, and she feels someone, like, go into her bed and wrap her arm around her, and, and she thinks it's Nellie. So that's super similar to the scene in the first episode where Hugh— uh present day Hugh is asleep in his bed and then he feels someone wraps wrap their arm around him and then like it's a woman's hand and then it like goes up to his face and just like caresses his face and then when he turns around there's no one there that's the exact same thing that happened in this episode with Theo as a child so just like are these like parallel universes, you know, where similar situations are happening? I just feel like there's so much to unpack about all the similarities that happened between them as children and them as adults. When Theo and Shirley are having a conversation after Shirley tells her that uh, Nellie passed away... Um, Theo brings up something really interesting. She talks about how she is mad. And sometimes you are not allowed to say that when you just, like, lost someone. But I feel like this is very common. Like, when you lose someone to something like drugs or suicide or something that could have been prevented, you know, you feel mad you're mad at this person and it's like something selfish because you're like they should have tried harder they should have known what this was going to do to us you know and you're just thinking about yourself when in reality you're not thinking about them and what led them to do this you know what led them to relapse or what led them to take their own life because you're 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 mad at them when in reality you should be thinking about what you could have done differently to save this person's life and I think Theo finally comes to this realization uh when she meets up with Trish towards the end of the episode and she's like and she compares Nellie to Kelsey how saying how in their own ways they were asking for help like yelling out for it in like at the top of their lungs, metaphorically, of course, and no one listened, you know? It's just so heartbreaking, like so heartbreaking coming to that realization that if you had reacted differently to a situation or maybe done one single complete thing different than how you actually did it it could change the outcome of everything it just goes back to the b- butterfly effect i think and i very briefly wanted to touch upon uh at the beginning of the episode Olivia is like talking to Mrs. studley about like specific cold spots uh in hill house and that's when Theo is like oh this whole place is cold and then uh in that other scene when luke says that that one room smells weird or that smells bad like there's a strange smell a a strange smell and then Theo comes to the conclusion that it was a sick room when she touches the bed so I looked up this article because just these two different scenarios kind of like reminded me about other things like in other cases where there are cold spots or strange smells so the article is called Think your building is haunted? Here's seven signs that it might be. And the very first one is cold spots and sudden changes in temperature. Uh, The second one is spikes in electromagnetic field, so EMF readings. The third one is lights flickering on and off. Number four, door slamming shut. Five, unexplained smells. Six, seeing unexplained shadows and apparitions. And seven, hearing voices or someone calling your name. Um, so Hill House has pretty much all of these. I mean, there was no EMF recorder, but there are cold spots. There are weird smells. Uh, The lights do kind of flicker on and off. The doors kind of just do their own thing and open and close by themselves. There are unexplained shadows, and they do see shit. And they don't hear no... I don't think they hear, like, someone calling their name, but they do hear shit. Like, they hear like the the banging on the walls from this episode. So if <laughs> there you have any of these seven signs in your house, uh, it might be haunted. Just a heads up. And if it is haunted, I would love to know. Um, I hope you can tell by now, but I just love ghost shit. I love ghost stories. I love anything along those lines. Uh, when I was younger, I did see a couple of weird stuff and maybe later on, on the episode, as I start dropping more, um, content, I'll talk about that. But if you do think that that there are ghosts in your house, please let me know. Uh, can I come over? (laughs) Wink, just kidding. Can I come over to talk to the (laughs) ghosts? No, but really, let me know ASAP. And on this episode segment of That Shit's Traumatizing, I think the most traumatizing part of this episode was when Theo goes in and finally sees Nellie's body and she takes off her gloves. And she wants to, I think at this point, she wants to understand Nellie and the reasons for what she did. Or why she did what she did. And the terror in Theo's eyes after she, like, touches her sister and then just, like, falls back down and, like, lets out this, like, this sound. Like, it's not even a yell. It's just, like, this sound of, like, utter pain. Oh, my fucking God. I've never, I feel like it was very realistic, you know? When you get horrible fucking news, like news that drops you down to your knees. And I don't, at this point, we don't know what she saw or what she felt when she touched Nelly, but that acting alone, just gives us a description of what's to come i also think there's the second part that would fit into this segment of that shit's traumatizing for this specific episode um the part where theo goes to kelsey's uh house and she goes down to the basement and she lays down on that couch this scene is out of this fucking world you can see the terror in this woman's face she turns like. Not like literally, but she turns into a child in terror. And the impact it has, I think I already mentioned this when I went through this part of the episode, but you can see all of the emotions in her face of what Kelsey was feeling when she was in that same couch looking up at the ceiling and seeing that Mr. Smiley. I think the fact that the foster mom had no idea that this is happening uh, talks about like a lot of real life situations where, you know, there's this member of the community. He's a foster dad. He's doing good things. And then it turns out he was molesting someone in his family. And it's usually when someone's getting, like, molested or abused, it's usually someone in their own family. So it's rarely a stranger. There are cases of a stranger doing it, but it's rarely the case. I think the percentage is super small. I'm super into, into true crime, so I know, like, a, about a lot of cases where it's usually the, the father, the uncle, the cousin, the sibling. And it's, like, she was she the the foster mom wasn't aware that Kelsey was going through this and I'm not blaming her at all because these piece of shit humans learn so well to hide their perverse minds that they can function in society but oh my god fucking theo she she doesn't think she helped Kelsey out because at the end of the day, she ended up back in the foster care system. But I think anything is better than, you know, creating this fake character, Mr. Smiley, uh, because she was getting sexually molested. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. I think it's like a coping mechanism uh, to create like, you know... Maybe like it's a erased memory or a hidden memory, and it's a way of coping, just so you won't relive this horrible fucking experience. So you create this different scenario. So in this case, Kelsey created this monster that came like to her, like every night, you know, and she could hear him coming when she heard that stair creaked. Also, I wanted to bring up so. Shirley is a mortician due to her experiences as a child and Theo is a child psychologist due to her a personal experiences as a child in Hale House. So I feel like both Shirley and Theo's professions are feeding their inner child. So it's making their inner child like happy. So Theo is helping children that can't help themselves And I feel like she was in that position where she felt helpless living in Hill House or once her mom died. And then Shirley is helping families during the toughest parts of their lives when they lose a loved one. And she just needed that when she lost her mom. So it's like they're all doing stuff to feed their inner child and to grow from the trauma that they experienced as children in Hill House. And in other news, just to end the episode real quick, I just took a, a quiz of the which which of the characters of the Haunting of Hill House are you? It's a quiz on BuzzFeed, and guess who I got? It was not Shirley, and it was not Theo, but I got drumroll, please. Brrr. Okay, yes, I just imitated my idea of what a drumroll sounds like. Please. Please do not comment on that. I'm embarrassed, but I'm Nelly. Oh my God, sorry for bumping into the the mic. So it says, you're a hard person to read, but that's your best quality T-B-H. And T-B-H is spelled like T-B-H. You might feel misunderstood more times than not, but don't let that stop you from sharing what you're going through with your trusted friends and family members okay I don't know if this is accurate because my girl Nelly really did want to share what she was going through and no one wanted to listen because all of her siblings were assholes at the time except her dad her dad answered her call but it was a little bit too late Hugh I'm sorry I'm sorry you couldn't save your daughter a little bit of dark humor for y'all we have now reached the end of the third episode of that show fucked me up Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate y'all and I hope y'all liked my depiction of the episode of The Hunting of Hill House touch. Uh, Remember, I just did the Instagram for the podcast. It's called That Show F Me Up, F is spelled E-F-F-E-D. And also feel free to follow me on my personal account. And it's my name, Mariel, VC V as in vacuum, Z as in zoo, underscore 95. I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to, but if you do, feel free to do so. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.